Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with Joey and Len, the co-hosts of the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast. These guys have opinions, they have a lot to say. We get into it all about the economy and interest rates, the latest on Bitcoin, thoughts on what's going on in the world. They're having some an incredible guests on their podcast right now. We're really happy to support these guys and what they're doing and really think they're bringing a service to all of us here in Canada with what they share. And if you haven't listened to them yet, you can not only find their podcast on all the usual podcast platforms, but their podcast podcast and this podcast, the Your Life, Your Terms show, you can find it on the Fountain app as well. And if you're not familiar with the Fountain app, and I'm not getting sponsored or anything for saying this, I just want to share what's going on in the world. The Fountain app is a podcasting app where both the podcast hosts and the listeners can be rewarded using sats. And sats, if you're not familiar with that term, are little bits of Bitcoin. So a portion of a Bitcoin. And the way this works on this app, if you're hosting a podcast like they are with the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast and you like what you hear, you can load up some Bitcoin into the podcast app that you're using, the Fountain app, and you can stream them some sats while you're listening or give them just a little boost. So like a one-time issuance of sats if you like something they're saying or you just want to kind of support the show in some capacity. And if you take a clip of a podcast. So you as a listener, if you take a clip of a podcast, it's my understanding from the way I'm looking at this, I hope I'm not messing this up. If you take a short clip, maybe you find a minute or two that is really insightful to you and you share it, people can then reward you for doing that by sending you some sats. So this is the kind of thing in the economy that never existed before because we can never really send such small portions of money around because the fees to do so were cost prohibitive. But this is all changing. So if you want to explore what's going on with this new digital money, this thing called Bitcoin and some of the applications that are now being built using it, using the Lightning Network, this is definitely one to check out. The website for the Fountain app is just fountain.fm. And you can also find it on, I believe, on the app stores where I downloaded it. So anywhere you're going to get your apps for your phones, you can find it there. So just something to check out. Definitely subscribe to the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast. And if you are listening to this and you somehow stumbled into us because you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on in the real estate market, you can come to our next introductory real estate investing class that we hold about once a month. And right now it's gotten really interesting because we're talking about rates and properties around the GTA and population growth and supply of different properties here in the Ontario area. You can register for that next class that Nick and I uh, host at, I'm trying to think of the URL. The URL is CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. It's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So if you want to come out to that class, we host it live. We stick around at the end of the class and answer all questions that come in through the chat. So any questions that you have, we can answer that for you there. And if you're listening to this podcast, before I forget, I really want to hand out their Twitter handles for Len and Joey. Len, who's one of the co-hosts of the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast, you could find him on Twitter at the BTC price spot. So he's at the pr BTC price spot. And Joey, his Twitter handle is at Joey Tweets. And Tweets has three E's. So it's at Joey Tweets with three E's. And the reason I mention uh, that is they're very active on Twitter. They're always sharing fun stuff. So you can check those guys out there. That's enough with this long intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show 
with Tom and Nick Carrazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live. We are live. God bless. We are, <laughs> we are live with Joey and Len. Joey tweets. And your Twitter handle, Len, is Canadian BTC. The BTC price bot. The BTC price bot. Yeah. The BTC price bot. Mm -hmm. The day you made that Twitter handle, what was going through your mind? The BTC. It was just going to be a bot that just talked about the the price of Bitcoin. That's it. And then you turned into a human? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Slowly transitioned. I decided to come out of my shell. Did you? Good for you. Unfortunately for everybody else. (laughs) No, no. Very fortunately. Thanks, guys, for coming back. We really, this was at our request that we wanted you guys back because we love talking to you guys. What's with the t-shirt there, Len? To the Bitcoin golden age. This is a... Oh, you don't have one. Yeah. Oh, Oh, is this your t-shirt? No. Oh, what, what's Go the ahead. deal? What's the, oh? So I picked up this shirt. It was a collaboration effort between Shake Pay and Tahini's Restaurant, and this was uh, an event in the Tahini's in Hamilton, which we all attended. I think you were there too, Joey, right? Yes, sir. And we all the shirts were there. We snagged them, and it was great. So yeah, anything else oh to add to that? Gosh. Or thanks for grabbing me one. It was you know when it was. It was the day after we. I remember. Yeah, yeah. The panel, which by the way, I sh- I owe you a beer because you bought for the entire crew there. We're gonna make that public here oh, today on the, <laughs> on the Your Life Your Terms. I was leaving first, man. I had to pay. I just that's, that's the way it works. If you're the guy that gets out first, you got to pay the bill. I mean, if you're ruining the party by leaving. So, yeah, it's no problem. It was awesome once you left. Thanks for leaving. <laughs> it was a good party. Yeah, it was so awesome. Let's, listen, guys, congrats on the podcast. I know you're getting some great uh, guests. You had Mike Green on, I think, yesterday or the day before, recently, depending on when you're listening to this. And you had, is it Doomberg? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know about this this guy or girl. Or I don't know who this person is, um, but a big following on Twitter. Um, you guys are really starting to get some great guests on there. I appreciate that. It's uh, been quite a journey. I think Len and I are talking to each other. I was thinking about this the other day. I would say before 6.30 every morning, you and me are trading messages about the show. That's yeah. true, yes. Yeah, so we've been, we've been really trying to grow. We appreciate that. Of course, you guys helped us out a bit too. You know, we came, when we came mm-hmm. on here a few months ago, the show was significantly smaller. In the last probably three months, the growth has been bananas. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think you guys are just doing great stuff, and we need more people talking about what you talk about. So what? Over, I'm curious. Um, over the last few months, what have you? Has there been any guests that's really kind of shocked you a little bit? Like really, really surprised you in any way, or just all different? Off the top of my head, it's hard to say because I can just remember the last two guests. There's so much going on with our podcast. It's hard for me to dig back. Who do we even have the last couple of weeks? Anything that comes to mind for you? Man, I think uh, we had a good guest. Doomberg was really good. So to answer your question, um, he's part of a team of former like commodities executives, commodities researchers. I think he himself is actually a trained scientist in, I wish I knew the space, maybe like energy or something like that. I'm not sure. But he was a really good guest. I, I think that that whole bear cave thing is going to be good because as you guys know, your Twitter feed now, what's it look like? It's Bitcoin, 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 real estate. It's all bull case for all the stuff you guys like, right? One of the things I think we're trying to do, at least with this different segment, is we got to show what some of the risks are, where some of the shortcomings are. Because if we don't know, how are we going to address them? We're not sure. So that's one. Excuse me. Doomberg was a good guest. We had Adam O'Brien on from Bitcoin Well, too, who I thought was also pretty good. That was the day that Canada started rolling out or started talking about rolling out that, you know, limits on uh, buying certain Mm. tokens. He had a lot to say about that and some of the KYC processes that are evolving in the country. It's all good stuff, man. So with the bear case angle, that's your attempt to bring out the threats to Bitcoin. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And what do you think? What's the biggest one that comes to mind right now? It's government. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regulation. Uh, I mean, what, what else? I mean, unless you guys have a separate opinion or a different opinion, but to me, I think that if you, no matter what angle you take on the threats in the next two or three years, most of them either start with or end with government help, as far as I can tell, right? Yeah, it would only be a currency that was put together globally that's gold-backed really strongly that all the sovereigns agree that this is going to be the settlement currency of the world and there is some limit to it using gold as a backing and we're going to audit it and we're going to you know document who has how much gold that to me would be a legit threat because now there's like a, a some form of money out there that has some hard backing um i don't know if it still would scare me entirely but that would be something that i would consider like oh okay so if they came up with a better form of money that's a bit of a threat. To is that me. possible? Do you think that's even in the realm of, of possible? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that camp as well. I don't think that's that's even. The, the other one to me is that it's just the regulation. If they if they get the on-ramps and off-ramps, they tie those up so poorly with the KYC and taxes, and they just they just tax the crap out of it and stuff. And it doesn't have to be every country. And I know, like, there's, you know, then the game theory plays out and there's these other countries. But if you get the big ones, so, like, you know, when the China mining ban came out, like so many of them went to the States, went to other countries. But if a few of the big countries got together and they all did it, it takes the majority of things really kind of, it, it suppresses it quite heavily because you take the majority of the funds out of that space overall. So there's still that, um, I feel like, that, that, that exists. I, I, I went through this in this same exercise in June because I had to test my my theories. Well, I mean, I always do. Like when, and, and no different than what's happening with real estate with rising interest rates and how you know we've talked about supply and demand so, so long, and I've had to revisit some of those numbers and just to see if I I purposely look at the bear case because I want to test my own theory. I'm like, okay, am I missing something, right? So, but I, I still think that's a, a an actual. I think it's it gets less and less by the day that it doesn't happen, and the more regulation that comes out, I think the chances of it happening are are, are diminished. Um, but I, I still think it, it exists and I think it exists more now than I did maybe even four to six months ago. I think you're right. And I would also add that, you know, if, if COVID showed us one thing, uh, it's that regulation doesn't have to be broadly applied. You just have to make an example of a few people with more means and more ability to disobey that regulation than you. And if they fall in line, well, fuck, you better fall in line too, because if you don't, you're not going to have the firepower to push back the legal firepower, the whatever economic capacity to push back. This, you see this all the time. So to your point about the largest countries maybe um, trying to smother this thing, in those countries, you only have to get, you know, 1,000, 2,000 people to bend the knee publicly, and then what happens next? Yeah, the, the, the majority of people then, then do it, yeah. I wonder if there's a different way. Like Luke Groman just shared a great article on Twitter on a recent podcast where he was uh, some guy who's been in the gold market forever. He was actually one of the guys who, um, you know, make the gold coins, I don't know, smelt it down or whatever the process is. And they were in basically cahoots with the Bank of International Settlements for saying, hey, we, you know, we're actually going to give you this much gold, but they don't really. They just do it on paper and it's the suppressing the gold market. I wonder with the futures market with Bitcoin, like, could there be, it's not regula not regulations, but just the banking sector say, okay, you know what? We will come up with an ETF because everybody who wants it can then buy it. But really the ETF doesn't have jack shit behind it and i want no you i want you to listen to the part of the show we did on monday with doomberg because he talked tuesday because he because he talks about this and the reason the etf doesn't work for bitcoin generally you know the sort of tldr is those spot etfs settle in the currency or commodity that they're being denominated mm -hmm. in people don't care if you want to settle in oil it's fine no one cares about that that market's owned by governments and manipulated probably by governments same goes for gold 
But the Bitcoin market's a little different. So, so he thinks they'll settle in Bitcoin. Well, they will. The question is, will governments allow that settlement? It really takes away this sort of this um, this box that the U.S. dollar is in, right? The KYC AML box. And I see on our Reddit comments, people are saying, well, it's no different than gold. It's no different than oil. <laughs> the mechanism is not different, but the, the end product is not of the same sort of recognition. It doesn't have the same kind of name power for governments that gold and oil do. So naturally, they're not going to want that. So I don't know. The spot ETF thing is interesting. But, you know, you guys are Bitcoiners, investors. Do you care about a spot ETF? No. Me neither. Yeah. And I think most people, you know, like if you really want a leveraged exposure to Bitcoin that doesn't settle in Bitcoin, just buy MSTR, buy the miners like we talk about. Like there's 100 different options that make more sense than buying a spot ETF that, by the way, you can't take possession of. You can't say, oh, yeah, I want to pull this down to my, my cold storage wallet or whatever. You're never going to be allowed. Those guys are never going to let that fly. And it's easily, it's much more easily auditable. I mean, that's the beauty of Bitcoin. But I think most people don't care. They don't. This you're, is, they're, you're right. That's you're where, right. where we, we'll discuss this sometimes because a lot of the points that you make about that stuff, I, I agree with them and they're valid. But I think they're only valid to a subset of the market. And most people are like, I don't care. Yeah, I have Bitcoin. Well, oh yeah, what do you want? A spot Sorry, ETF. Sorry, what point are you arguing? And here? that they they just, they don't care, and they will put money into the spot ETF. Uh, the average investor, yeah. The average investor, they don't care about all this other stuff. Oh, get your own coin. Okay, the count, custody the, that okay, and but, all that stuff. They okay, don't matter. Nick, the counterpoint though, how long did it take you to go from I have Bitcoin to I need it in my cold wallet? Pretty quickly. Everyone goes pretty quick. That's so I don't know what that, you know, what that funnel is like these days. I would guess it's quicker than when we did it. Probably quicker than when you did it. Question is. You know, does the bank want to have to go through this process of, okay, well, we're going to try and physically settle the Bitcoin spot that people are buying the same way we, you could settle. I think you can settle GLD, right? I'm pretty sure you can settle GLD if you want to. There's like minimums. When I yeah, look into it's it, pretty there's a minimum. Okay. It's a pretty decent but you size. Can, but you can. It's possible. Theoretically, you yeah. can do it. Okay. So like, does the bank really want to get into this conversation where they're saying to people who don't know anything about like a ledger, Trezor, cold card, like you want to settle it. Okay, well. Send me your shake pay wallet. Send me your like. There's no the bank. What's your receiving the banks, address? Yeah, the banks. They don't have the capacity for that, right? Like, who's doing that for you at the bank? No one. The people at the bank can, sometimes they miscount the cash. How are they going to get the? But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the banks. It's huge, and they could have a certain section. I'm not trying to say that this is possible, but they would spin up a certain section of the bank that may be experts in this type of thing and have the knowledge and know-how in order to to deal with these type of requests. Now, I'm not saying this is possible, but in terms of the ETF. If it ever is approved, not saying it, it it will happen. I'm still debating if it does happen. It just adds a level of legitimacy to Bitcoin okay. that does not exist right now. But it also opens up the door for institutional investors for another way to buy into Bitcoin rather than getting a spot ETF or them buying shares into a competing company. So that opens up doors for more money to flow into Bitcoin. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just maturing of the market. Will it happen? I don't know. This is the next rabbit hole I want to go down. And maybe you guys know about this. I don't like I don't want to do it today, but in my own time, I need to figure out what this institutional investment threshold is that I keep hearing about. It's going to add legitimacy for institutions to buy it. Why can't these institutions just buy and hold spot? Like what wh why do they need an ETF? Why That's do they? Great question. I have I have it's no idea. It's the custody. Idea. It's the custody. But like, Who holds the custody? They just don't have the processes in place. Is that it? Yes. It's an in-house. Well, I think know. it's a step before that. When I talk to some institutional investors here in Toronto, it's more that it doesn't even enter their investment criteria. Like it's not even on their roadmap right now. Right. Because they're, they're, they have like a board. They, they have, have a set yeah, investment yeah, yeah, strategy, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, approved by whoever is doing it, the board of that fund, whatever it is. Then they have the portfolio managers. Then they have the traders. And altogether, nobody has it 
on their sites right now. They need never mind custody. So your point's valid. Yeah, yeah. But then the next point is who's going to take responsibility if they do try and custody it? <laughs> Self responsibility. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. It is la- it's totally laughable. But uh, I agreed. Before it's- before you get into topics here, this is a uh, I I gotta get one of these things because I know they're floating around all over the place with uh, you know true north strong and free on the front. It's a collector's item, isn't it? Great. I know. So I just want to point out something. You guys were talking about um, attack vectors and potentially from government. Two things happened this past week, two weeks, that we're not talking about today. At least we haven't talked about it yet. Number one, Canada has decided to limit how much you could buy for stuff not named Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin Cash. $30,000 is a threshold you could purchase per year. That's Unless you're an accredited investor, correct? Yeah, what right. what constitutes right. as a accredited investor? I think it's a million dollars liquid net worth or three hundred thousand dollars in so, family income. Yeah, for many people. So there you go. So there, that's they're already the the battlegrounds are that they're drawing the lines in the sand. But the second thing is United States government. I forget which department it was, but they decided to sanction tornado cash open source code yeah. never done before. Yeah, that that one's ridiculous. What, how where that are they going to go? How how much further is this going to go? Can I don't you know. just describe for everyone listening who might not know what they did there with Tornado Cash, what Tornado Cash was just at a high level and what they did? Just I'll try little, my yeah, best. No, just a little bit. Just no, but just, just high just level. So someone, yeah. someone listening who's not aware. So it's a way that you could hide your tracks. It's a mixing service. So if you have ETH and uh, there's KYC, know your customer, they know who owns it. So if you use Tornado Cash, it's a mixing service at the end. It just mixes it. So, so if, if you buy some ETH. And you don't want them to know them being the government, the KYC. Or anyone. Or anyone. It's the, the connection is lost. It's, so if you try yeah, following. You can transfer it into there. It gets mixed with, up with other ETH and you can withdraw the same amount and you can no longer see the paper, the trail on the blockchain of, of, of whose wallet it is. So yeah. it prevents the government or whoever's looking at it, any blockchain analysis to figure out who spent ETH. Mm-hmm. They can figure out how, how much ETH was spent because they can still look at it. But who spent that particular ETH once the chain is the the break is made in, in the chain? So it was like a privacy service. And what did the government do? They sanctioned it. So anybody that's using it moving forward, they're going to look at the addresses of where it's going through. And those addresses will be potentially blacklisted. And they're going to. And I think in Denmark, is it Denmark? Yeah, they the arrested the developer in Netherlands. Yes. In the Netherlands, they arrested the lead developer and shut down this person's it's a developer i don't know if it's the lead developer okay. but it's something they arrested is this guy still in jail i don't custody? know if so, you had to guess what would you guess yeah probably yeah so i believe <laughs> good, good good way to put it yeah. so I, I got some more information about this I, I think the reason why they snagged him is because he was profiting from it so as there's a, a cost oh, was he there's a fee associated with using tornado cash where every time you use it the developers or yeah, whatever they, they just snack. seems like a normal business and yeah but th- then the argument about open source versus now is, is not necessarily open source because there's a profit being made so then they, they have a token that. they have a token yeah. they have a discord oh, that's, do they that's the thing that's flying under the radar these people not that you're doing this but like these people raising alarms about oh my goodness it's code don't be dumb these guys had a chat they have a, a like a, a central team that controls sort of the fee structure and does promotions and things like that you can't you can't do that, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not allowed. So the way this kind of went down is then some addresses were identified, and then uh, USDC, which is owned by the company Circle, said these addresses that were given to us by the U.S. government. If anybody is using USDC, which is a crypto representation of the U.S. dollar, we are not going to allow that to be used on the Ethereum network, yeah, it's, it's essentially blacklisted mm-hmm. so that the transactions will never be. And because I, I, Circle is a centralized authority, the government has a single attack vector where they can right. just go and say, hey, listen, you got to shut down these addresses, which makes me like Bitcoin. I love the fact that... that no, someone, why, why are you smiling there, Len? 
no, I, he had oh, oh. Well, I was going to say I love the fact that someone went on and started sell, sending little bits of, of uh, tornado cash to <laughs> yeah. all these like celebrity addresses. Like Ooh. Jimmy Fallon got some and stuff. And some to black some to Len to blacklist all their addresses. I started laughing when I saw the list of, the, well, of people that were doing because, that. That's hilarious it, because it kind of lays bare the um, the uneven application of the law, right? As if as if everyone doesn't know this already. But do you think anyone's knocking on Fallon's door with an AR-15 at four in the morning to see where his tornado cash wallet is? Like, no, of course they're not. Shaquille O'Neal, no. Lady Gaga, whoever else, whatever other celebrities were scamming people with NFTs a year ago, no. But this guy in Denmark or whatever, Norway, wherever, some some Nordic country, he gets nabbed at an airport for running a Discord. Like whether you whether it's legal or not legal, do we have to pick this guy up? at an airport do we have to make a scene about it does it have to be front page news does it have to be this that the other thing like again to, so to what we were talking about earlier nick like is this a guy they're making an example of you better not run a mixing service there's mixing services on bitcoin too that are much more decentralized whirlpool for example that samurai wallet runs there's no like token or anything like that but they run promos sometimes on the fees like is that enough so to, is this just the beginning then it's a great question i don't know i mean it's just the beginning of everything i think but the the real question is and, and this is like something that's in the sovereign individual, which I see you have a copy of behind you there. The go governments are constantly playing catch up. They're reactionary by nature. The problem is that the gap between what civilians are able to do with very little friction as far as development and deployment is way ahead of the same thing for the government at this point. And it's, the, that gap is growing. So you're going to see more desperate action, I think, in the next little while from most first world governments. What's, what it's going to look like, I have no idea. No one does. But if you had to guess, again, like, is it going to be worse than this or better than this? I would guess way worse. Why did they do this? What was the official reason? North Korean uh, money being laundered through. Yes. Which, by the way, like, they've yet to verify as far as I Oh, know. I just heard money laundering. I didn't hear, oh, really? I didn't hear the North Korean angle. I just heard money laundering reasons. Yeah. So they, Which makes sense. I mean, look, it's an easy way to want to justify because it is definitely a way to launder money yeah, yeah of course but so are atms i mean i know people that have atms and they make cash put them well i don't know i want to be clear you've never actually known <laughs> it's allegedly you've heard of somebody but yeah but it's just they put the cash in atms and the atm they now cash ends up in their bank account i mean there's there's people that go to casinos with cash and they get chips they, they gamble a little bit then they you know there's there's different th so if 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 you're really after every avenue of money laundering i mean no, this is, this is big because there has been a large number of hacks this past year and a lot, a lot of ETH, I don't know the exact number, but has been stolen as a result of these hacks. And it's presumed that North Korea was behind it and they're an enemy of the state. So if that's all true, then, of course, Tornado Cash is going to be something they're going to be uh, dealing with and they have done it. So moving forward, is Bitcoin or one of the mixing services for Bitcoin going to be on it? Potentially. I don't know. They're not going to stop here, I presume, because it doesn't make sense. Just do this and stop. And on oh. Bitcoin, I guess you could stop a mixing service if it's run by somebody or some organization, but right. to blacklist addresses is more difficult because who, who would ultimately care? You just have to do someone who's got more firepower than you. If someone comes down and, you know, let's say, uh, I don't know, Rockstar Real Estate Plus, okay, your biggest rival mm -hmm. in the real estate game. They got a node too. They're running a podcast, not as successful. Certainly the guests are not as handsome. And the government comes down on them and says, hey, I want you to shut down this node. We're confiscating your Bitcoin. We're freezing your assets until we figure out where this money came from. You guys are going to be talking to each other for sure. The same day you find out, what are we going to do? What's the plan? And the natural response for almost everyone is going to be, we got to lay low. 
We got to lay low. We got to stop using the service. We got to do sure. this, that, the Can other you thing. find out where the nodes are? Can you get IP addresses from the nodes? Great idea. No, no you can't. Yeah, we no, know that. No, yeah. because they do run, a, a lot of them run on Tor. They don't run on ClearNet, so it's hard to find out. You run yours on Tor? Yes. Yeah. So if you don't, if you just run it on your, like a regular connection at home, uh, you know, there's an IP address associated with it that people can find out and locate it? I assume so. I'm not exactly sure about the technicalities behind it, but if you do run on ClearNet, you run the risk of find, getting found out. If it's run on Tor, you, it's possible. What's, clear, what's ClearNet? You're more techy so than like an regular, it's, just, regular it's just a regular net. Regular yeah, yeah. IP. Sorry, yeah. So it's if just like, you know, use your phone or your computer, not behind a firewall, yeah, sorry, gotcha, not behind gotcha. a VPN or Proxy anything. Or something. Yeah, so that's a clear net. Anyway, I don't want to derail. Uh, I remember last time we were here, you had this long list of stuff, this this like uh, immaculately prepared. <laughs> okay, then <laughs> what's going on with your bank account? But hold on one second. Hold on one second about this Bitcoin from stuff. From one form of censorship to the next. Yeah. But about, about this Bitcoin stuff, about the, the mixing, like isn't it, If let's say they got rid of the, the mixing services, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, isn't that a good thing for the longevity like isn't like because there's the argument made by a bunch of people that more regulation and bringing it into like a, a you know you know having understanding of it, it's not good for the, I understand for the uh, uh, the anonymous side of it right so they can track you they can see the transactions, but overall if you want it to succeed for longevity and it, it makes the path easier to that so isn't there that side in the existing system it makes it easier I can yeah. give you an example existing system I really don't care as much about the sustainability and I know this sounds bad and wrong. I don't like the existing system. I ultimately think there's a lot of pain ahead for us based on where this system is headed. So I think we need to come to a new system. So I think with what you're saying is it helps this current system because if everybody's feeling good about it and you know you can't make it anonymous and we can put regulations and it's like we can all pat each other on the back and say hurrah and like Bitcoin's good and it's safe. But this system is headed to destruction. We, we know this current yeah. system's in a debt spiral that destroys itself and eats itself. I'd rather just get there sooner. And that's probably wrong of me because I think the sooner then there's more pain for everyone. Um, but for more people to be involved, this is my, my whole argument is you guys are like, you know, really your, your principles are very strong around it. And I don't disagree with them. Strong, but I think How- fair. Yeah, yeah, and I, like I said, I, I don't disagree. I've been called strong and fair many times. Yeah, uh, strong's a stretch, but we're good. Uh, <laughs> very fair, very fair. But um, emphasis on the fair. <laughs> but for more people to be involved, like it, it, they don't those principles. They're not being involved for that. So for for uptake, and then can't that be applied afterwards? Like, isn't this a better path? You're, ta- overall? you're talking about maybe even a quicker a, path. To be fair, you're talking about making a deal with the devil almost, right? Like, how much do you want this thing to sustain? Are, are we willing to trade something like mixing services for longevity? But see, what I think happens in these types of networks, so it's like when the internet started, right? You make a deal with the devil, essentially, because they were monitoring, and then slowly it takes on a life of its own. And then it crushes the system. And then it crushes the system anyways. So I think it's a quicker path that's easier because they're like, oh, we're going to control this. We're going to take it in. And then they don't realize that an open source network, they can't fucking control it. But their egos are so big, they think they can control everything. That's because I'm just looking at the Internet and I'm like, I feel like it's kind of like that system with it. Because if they could go back, let's be honest, (laughs) the Internet would not be what it is today. There's nowhere near Right. So that's that's what I fight with. That's that's just well, let me give you an example. Then if everything was KYC and it's there's nothing hidden that you can find out everybody's what they own. And you just examine the blockchain. If you do enough surveillance, you could find out how much and when people spend anything. And that's a scary thing to give up. 
You, in the current system, you don't have that. When I go to the store, nobody aside from the bank knows what I've done, what I purchased at that point. At that point, even if I use cash, nobody knows anything. Yeah. But if I if I use a KYC, totally KYC Bitcoin, and it's anybody could find out anything they want. Well, there's a, there's a lot of information that they can find out about, about me, where I spend my money, when I spend my money. I don't want that information. No, and that I, I, that I agree with. And then what I would say to that is that my point is, and I don't know if this would ever happen, but I'm like, once it gets big enough because more people use it, then there's more incentive for people to then find a mixing service that they can't shut down and all the, the all this other stuff that ended up happening with the internet and all these new innovations that came up. That's what I think. But because there's only a smaller number of people that are interested in it now, there's not as many of those options and not as much development. I mean, there's a lot of development going on, but you know, anyways, I, I don't really know. Your bank account's more interesting, but that's my oh whole my, my whole thing. That's how, how, did our, how did our bank account make it onto the topic? Because well, that's a Well, because that's all Len's talking about on Twitter. Uh, I, know, like, I talk about nothing really on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what do you what do you want to know about the bank account? Yeah, this is a, this is a new ordeal for Yeah, us. this yeah, what this to me is like yeah, oh, I mean, we want to know the number first of all. Yeah, yeah what's your account number? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Round, do you have in. a debit, extra debit card? I'll just, I'll just say this, okay? We, and when I say we, what I really mean is Len, did a lot of legwork to find us a bank that would take us, you know, given that after we incorporated as Canadian Bitcoiners Inc., the trouble started. I started to see friction in places I, I was hoping I wouldn't see friction given the nature of the business. We don't deal in Bitcoin. We don't accept Bitcoin for payment. We don't pay people in Bitcoin. We don't do any of that stuff. All we do is talk. Sometimes we talk about economics. Sometimes we talk about housing. Sometimes we talk about Bitcoin. We talk about it a couple times a week. Our partners are ShakePay and Ledin, two biggest co uh, companies in the country when it comes to Bitcoin. Both of them are very bank-friendly I would argue too regulated for my taste, but I have no choice but to you know take them on if I want the show to grow, and I like <laughs> those companies. And so my hope was that, look, if you're going to look at us as part of your risk program or whatever, right, whatever your risk regime is as a bank, you're going to look at this and say, okay, these guys are taking payments from really reputable corporations in the country that have done the legwork. They've taken care of all this stuff already. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Okay, so we we went to we went to one other chartered bank. Mm -hmm. I don't want to name it. Just a I, I don't want to. It's one of the big four. I don't know. Fuck them all five. anyway. Five. So and and they basically told us to kick. Rocks. You were about, you were yeah. about to name your, uh, Joey. Wants yeah. to I'm, not, I'm not going to. Yeah. Len's right. Sometimes I need to be told. Yeah. So we went to one chartered bank. He's staring at us. you pretty seriously. <laughs> no, no. I want to. Uh, I'm saying clearly. Remember, we can edit anything if we need to. And <laughs> I, listen, I, I park beside him. You're gonna have a hard time editing that out. So we uh, we we had this chartered bank. You know. I don't want to say we we're everything short of a handshake and they told us get lost. We can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And gave Just based name. on the name. Same song and dance. They didn't tell us anything. Oh. They said, we're not going to take you for our risk or whatever. Fine. So we ended up going down the ladder, blah, blah, blah. Eventually we find this place, Duca Credit Union in uh, Burlington, right? Yes. They got a bunch of locations, but the one in Burlington is the branch we went to. This nice fella, uh, who I won't name on the podcast, helped us open an account, went through the risk stuff with us, and actually, I think, advocated for us with their, uh, I don't know what you would call that department. Auditors, risk yeah. management. Something. They're, yeah, there are RM people, exactly. And, and you know, went to bat for us and said, look, I met these guys. This is the company. This is what they do. There's no problem. We took a couple of deposits. We've been getting paid in that account for, I don't know, a few months. A few months at least. <sighs> I'm going to go into some detail here. Then you tell me if it's too much, okay? We're waiting for a wire transfer from Ledin for the monthly invoice, sure. right? <laughs> and we're looking at each other before the show and after the show and going, hey, wait a minute. Like, didn't we send those guys that invoice like more than a month ago? It's, everything's net 30. 
uh, where's the invoice? So we start bothering their accounting people, and you know Mario Gibney's our sort of rep with them, or was anyway. I think he's moving on to bigger and better things within the company. But you know we're we're going, where's the money? And they're going, we sent it, we sent it on this day. Here's the evidence or whatever. Colin Duca, they don't know anything about it. Okay. Before the show the other day uh, on Monday night, Len's like, yeah, I got some news. So whatever, we're I'm sitting on my computer, he's sitting at his computer, he pulls out this letter, uh, delivered by registered mail. Because of the risk associated with your account, we're closing it. You got 28 days to GTFO. Okay, no problem. We started talking about it on Twitter. We got a little bit of traction, but that guy, Phil Taylor or whatever, coward, won't respond to my tweets. Uh, and Duca, Duca actually called me the next day about the wire transfer because I submitted a complaint on the weekend. The branch that we operate with called me about the transfer and had no idea about the action against the account. Who's holding your wire right now? No one. It just never went through. I don't know where it is. In the ether, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. It may be coming in. We're not sure at this particular moment. I'll but look right now. Go, I'll look right now. Go nuts. I'll so right I, now. I just want to state one thing uh, before we go any further. The branch in Burlington. That everything we say today is actually our opinion. And yeah. There's no parsing or bullshit disclaimers. The, Still not there. The branch in Burlington and the staff over there, top notch. I have no problems with the staff over there. They've, no. they've been really kind to us. They actually went above and beyond to help us out. I, so I give them kudos for the job that they've Can you done. imagine you walk in and they're wearing your t-shirts? <laughs> Supporting us? Hashtag? Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag yeah. CBP? Give them give free them, t-shirts. Let the whole think, branch wear your think, t-shirts. No, it's not going to happen. That's not going to no. happen. So yeah, we, they never got the news until I guess several days after the fact. And well, here we are. We're still trying to find. We still haven't received a call from the branch on the topic. No, no, I, I did. I you did. I did, and okay. I got it. And they're not aware of um, why they, they still get, don't know. They can't get any. This is information above and beyond them. This is not a branch so, level. So decision. this is what you fucking get when you deal with Canadian banks, right? You get nothing but uh, ivory towers, mm-hmm. pearl clutching, too risky, too that. If I go on my phone right now. I can sign up for DraftKings with any of the big five charter bank credit cards and blow my fucking wad on the on the preseason Browns Bengals fucking first half over, okay? For five figures. And no one's gonna say anything about it. There's no risk there to anyone except me. They don't give a fuck. But we talk about Bitcoin, among other things, right? Every week we have some reputable guests. We're sponsored by reputable companies. And what do we get? Kicked in the pants. No explanation, no transparency, no nothing. Well, I guess we got to set up. We got to get a, a backup bank account up and running. <laughs> you better <laughs> after the show. I was going to ask you guys who banks who banks you. You guys so, talk. You guys talk about well, Bitcoin. I was, on your t- show. I was talking. We actually to might let, have a good contact for you. A, a few things. Number one, it's sadly enough. I was looking to see if I could if I have the ability to open a foreign bank account because I have zero faith in actually opening one, opening up account right now. We can't get and again, paid. I'm just trying to play this out. I guess the companies that are paying you, it's still just easier for their accounting to pay you in dollars. They would pay us in Bitcoin if we wanted. We yeah. don't want it. We, we talk, want cash. We talked about this before, okay? And all, this is like business on air, but we've discussed how we want to be paid. Me and Len are about a decade apart. We're in different stages of life. Sure. Okay? You guys know I'm shopping for a house right now mm-hmm. in Dundas. That's not fun. I'm shopping for retirement. And he's and he's ready. You know he's ready to pack it in, right? He doesn't need the monthly cash inflow. I would love yeah. the extra yeah, yeah, cash, right? So we're in a bit of a different spot. So naturally, we settled on cash. You do with it whatever you want. I'll do with it, with it whatever I want. That makes sense. And the problem is that 
to use the to use the loony, we got to go through these banks. And them all how's your how's your how's your shopping house shopping experience? Uh, What's it's, d- it's been fine. The ho- like the prices are becoming more reasonable, but the sellers are not. So yeah, yeah, they, they will. No panic. They will soon. Yeah, we'll see after the next raise. We we uh we went to see a place. My wife will never listen to this because she doesn't give a fuck what I do. So <laughs> uh, she we were we went to see a place on Tuesday night. Was it? I forget. I told you it was, it was Tuesday. Tuesday night and. Uh, Beautiful place backing onto the ravine off of Robin Hood in Dundas. Okay. You know that area? I don't think so. All the streets are named after Robin Hood characters, which is ridiculous and stupid. Okay. Like like we ran out of plants. We had to go with fucking... Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we... I don't mind it for some reason. Friar Tuck? You talk about that all the time. <laughs> I don't have time for that today. So <laughs> th- we uh, we go to see this this house. It's really nice, but it's dated. So original owner could be good, could be bad, right? The, the guy looks like he's taking care of it. Um, only downside is... The back where the ravine is, beautiful view and everything. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't have a retaining wall there, so he's got a mm. little bit, a little bit more erosion than he should. I would have to put a retaining wall in. I am not the guy who's going to do that. I'll have to pay someone else to do that, et cetera, et cetera. Roof is probably about ready to be done. The guy listed it for one point three five a month ago, dropped it to one point nine nine or one point one nine nine two weeks ago. We went to see it, talked to the neighbors. He has to be gone in October. Okay, he's got some other place in Dundas. He's downsizing. Uh, his real estate agent is actually, uh, or he is his real estate agent's fiance's uncle. So it's in the family. He's very stubborn. The real estate agent told us on the way out that there's been no other offers. We offered a million fifty thousand. That's the max I'm willing to pay for that place. It needs a lot of work. It's only about 1,200, 1,300 square feet, but it's nicer than my place in a nicer area. Fine. The guy comes back at one million one ninety. He came down a whopping nine thousand dollars. And he's like, and the realtor sends my realtor, you know, an email says, hey, if you guys want to, like, we can, we're waiting for a counter offer. And we're going, Carol, you can be, don't hold your breath, man. Like, you came down nine grand. And the realtor called my realtor again the next day and said she was disappointed. So was the owner. We didn't want to play ball. So I don't have to play ball. In October, I'm going to offer you $1,025,000. You're going to have to take it. You're going to be on the street, man. Like, this is not how this works. And so, you know, the sellers are not becoming more reasonable yet. But you're starting we'll to see, see. We'll I know see, yeah. you're starting to see prices yeah. creep yeah, down yeah, yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? Which has been good. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like I, I also don't want to spend. Like I, I tell Len all the time, are spending a million dollars for a property, thirty-five years old. Have no choice. Yeah, no, I get it. Have no choice. Yeah. And uh, and Len is doing great with the podcast, so hopefully we start making some money if we can get paid. I don't know. Why don't we just send Len, it to these guys? This if out? we send the money to them, <laughs> don't, hey, don't involve our bank <laughs> accounts. Hey, we I'll send Guido over. It'll take care of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You met our bouncer. We're good. We got some. I, I was we t- got some bouncers. I was telling Len earlier. We got one of our bank accounts got got closed down. I don't know a few years ago. We just got a random uh, letter. I guess they, you know, they do these risk profiles on you every so few years. We always have to fill out forms, even with our, our, our main accounts. You know, what do you do? Where's the money come from? Where's it going? Do you have clients in the U.S.? You know, this type of stuff. And then one of them, we had had this bank account for like ten years. It was it was one of these You're online. Barely. It was one of these online banks that's or, that's uh, owned by one of the big five banks, mm-hmm. right? And but we just kept some cash reserves there, like out of our main account. But if we needed something quick, we would kind of like able a to savings account. Yeah, almost. yeah. So it was just a little bit of cash reserves there. And then for uh, we had one for different companies. We we had them. This one we had it for a while. It was for it was for the brokerage. They sent us a letter saying, "Hey, we won't do business with you because of the, the type of business." And, and they just shut us down. We what is what is the type, What is the this is the other thing? Thirty days. Like, do you mm-hmm. think as a bank? 
again, like I'm really in la la land here saying this out loud, but like the bank obviously doesn't care, right? They're saying like, okay, you banked here for 10 years. We're telling you you're too risky. You have to be out in 30 days. Good luck finding another bank to take you. But our business was a real estate brokerage. You guys are, and you guys like, are reputable. Like what are you like talking a, about? Yeah. Other people not own houses, other big, flip homes, well, rent properties. Like, well, the, uh, there's other big five banks that are like, you know, they've openly asked when I've been there for other things. They're like, hey, like, you know, why, why are you right. doing business with these guys? Why right. don't you come over here? We'll make a package for you guys. Like they want our business. We've had insurance so, companies so and properties just, just turn us away too. Same thing, risk yeah. management. We don't like your rental style on this particular property, on this particular street. We're pulling your policy. You know, on, oh. the, ins- on the insurance side, you know what we, we found out is that what happens is they'll be okay with a certain, so this type of property, let's say for instance, they might be okay with for a few years, but then they realize that there's they, on their profiles, on their, with, with what they have under, uh, that what they have under uh, as insured, there'll be too many of those types of properties. So then all of a sudden they'll just change their, pol- their underwriting policies that that type of property that they were okay with is they're no longer taking on anymore. Yeah. So, and then renewal, depending on what it is, they might not, do, you know, they'll, they'll do so different they're kind things. Of changing so they have to balance the, Yeah, they have totally. to change theirs. That's on I, the insurance company side. Now I yeah. could say, I could see that. And so that makes more sense in the bank side for sure. Yeah. Now look at it from a different perspective. What if they banned you based on a name? A benign name. Yeah, a name Len, is, a, Len is really. He's. Been, I like this. He's been beating this. I like this. To me, for like the last. I like this. Days. Yes, because really, like, you're just a podcast. I don't mean yes. just. No, I'm but it's all we are. Simply a podcast. We don't mind Bitcoin. We, as Joey mentioned, we don't sell or deal with Bitcoin, the asset. Uh, you know, the we're not even is. like talking about trading, even really on the. On no, no, it would definitely. This is a no financial advice disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. So I'll based that, off that's that. all we have to do. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Somebody in risk management saw the word Bitcoin, hated you guys, out went the letter. That's so it. there's no difference between us. You know what? It's when the price dropped. They're like, forget it. Man. <laughs> I uh, they, bought the they, top. They lost the money and they were all pissed off and they wanted to. They wanted yeah, to they, say, we got take out the anger. That guys in the comments. We are every week. What happened to 288k? 288k. <laughs> but there's no difference between us and CBC. We are simply just. Oh, this is good. I can't wait to see where this goes. Oh, no, but there's a huge this difference. Is, no, no, it, you're not getting millions in funding. No, no, from the federal government. We are just so there presenting a product. We sell advertisement. They sell the advertisement. The same thing. Just they're much bigger, or CTV, or insert whatever network you want to do. We're the same thing, but just on a much smaller mm-hmm. scale. Simply, and I'm just guessing here. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm connecting dots for what little information I have. It seems to be based on a name. I could be wrong. It could like be, I, but look, I'll give you another example. That, like when you go for merchant accounts, for instance, when this is this was before, it's easier now because there's Strike available in these different ones. Uh, um, not Strike. Stripe. What, Stripe, thank you. Um, and uh, But before, uh, and still, you pay different rates if you don't have an office, if you have no physical presence, right? So, so and, and then before, it was even worse. If you were just an online merchant to get merchant accounts was tough and they were regularly getting shut down and they were freezing your funds, and in a previous business I was involved with, there was a 25% holdback and it was rolling for, I forget, it was like three, somewhere between three and six months, the 25% holdback on everything too, because you didn't have a physical presence. So in their in their risk profile, you just don't know. They'd be like, oh, these guys these guys are simply a podcast. We need something with an office and this and that. You're like, who knows? Uh, you know? I don't know. But, but I, I just I, mean, we don't know what's the name. Right? I can, I can say this. The previous, we went to a, a chartered bank, not going to say who. Just say it. No. I will refuse to, to call them out. But when we talked to them, informally, they said it was because of the name. And they told us, don't bother going to any of the so other So here's what to do the next time. Here's what, just start. Punch uh, them. Start a new corp. <laughs> start an Ontario numbered corp, like 1234 Ontario Inc. And then you can file with a lawyer and operating as 
document. So your legal name with the bank is 1234 Ontario Inc. Then with your lawyer, you go to the lawyer and you file a piece of paper that says 1234 Ontario Inc. is also operating as the Canadian Bitcoiners. Is there a Two world? months later, is you a- give that to the bank. So the legal name at the bank is your 1234 Ontario Inc. It might have less flags for you. But then if anyone cuts you a check to the Canadian Bitcoiners, they're still allowed because Why? you filed these pieces of paper. I even do that. No, well, I'm Don't just saying. I can't believe that. Yeah. The, I can't believe that the risk management regime in the Big Five allows for Ontario One Two Three Four Five <laughs> to present less risk than Canadian Bitcoiners <laughs> podcast. True. And I'm gonna go what on. Are talk- anonymous. What are we talking about here? So Duca what are Bank. We talking about yeah. or Duca Credit totally, Services. Totally, I agree with you 100. If you look at Duca's Twitter feed, there was just a tweet last week or two weeks ago. They talked about that they want to give out students credit cards so they could help build their credit oh, score. Very nice of them. Yeah. So I, I, I'm with that. Very I mean, you, you have to start These from are somewhere. Obviously, good-hearted people. Yeah, but you have to start from somewhere. So I'm with that. But now my credit score is really good, and I want to build our credit score for our business. CRA stipulates you have to separate personal yeah. from bank records. We are prevented from doing so. Now I'm going to have to, we are going to have to put everything into a personal account. Into Rockstar Real Estate. Into Rockstar. So it's going to be now over. more Drag difficult. Drag our name. We <laughs> already have a crazy name with Rockstar Real Estate. Don't, we don't need any more problems. With now that. it's going to be more difficult for us to manage our business and to separate our business from personal. If CRA comes knocking, it's going to be hard for us to, to determine here it is, but we'll have to do our best. And it's simply because of a name. Now, if, if our name was something make, else, are you trying to make the argument that they, you think CRA cares? I, I think they might. <laughs> I I don't want them coming knocking that's on. Very, our, that's very nice of you to cavalier, think that. Yeah, cavalier. I don't want to come come knocking on our door. But if they did, up until now, it was very easy, very transparent. If they weren't going to before, now they're going to. And I I welcome that because our records are still flawless. We said that, and our accountant said the same thing. That like you you gotta have tight records because with that you know, with the B word in your name, you're, you're inviting, a, you're inviting, um, action, right? So are you guys, Len's not back now. Gonna, we know that. Are you guys <laughs> seeing any developments in Canada where we get something closer to what strike is doing in the rest of the world? Like any other banking yeah. type services? Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. What's out there? I'm not telling you on the air, but I'll tell you after. Okay. So yeah. there is, can you describe <laughs> what kinds of services like where Canadians will be able you're to gonna move? get, you're going to get savings accounts, uh, available to you in the, I would guess within the next 12 months. Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah. So, so the question, so the question is like, what other you know part of the bank services suite do you require? You know that that this can give you. For me, nothing except the mortgage. I can get a mortgage through Leiden, I guess. If I want to use my Bitcoin as collateral. I don't particularly want to do that. But I mean, there's people who will want to do that. So describe the savings while. account you're talking about. Like, how would I use that? It's going to be an interest-bearing savings account for CAD. Yeah. And it's based on. It's not with one of the big Canadian banks. No. So how is it? Any, it's just another bank then. I, What's what makes that different? That's a great question. Where's the differentiator, right? We're talking about uh, knocking at the the foundations of the traditional system, and here we are every day becoming, you know, what's that old saying? You yeah, live long enough to yeah, see yourself yeah, become yeah, a villain. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. It's all this stuff. I think at the end of the day, okay, and this will get me in trouble with some Bitcoiners. At the end of the day, I'm not against the suite of services banks provide. I'm not against interest bearing stuff. I'm not against any of that. What I'm against is the way these guys conduct business because they're able to do so in a monopolistic environment. And, you know, the Canadian banks is a great example of that, duopoly, of course, but it's, it's sanctioned by government. There's, n- there's no competition. Uh, there's never going to be a new entrant. It's impossible for them to fail. It doesn't matter what they do with, their, with your money. They can lose a ton. It doesn't matter. They can gain a ton. It doesn't matter. They pay all their executives with all your cash. Your tax money goes to preventing them from falling apart. And it just is never going to stop. I will, I will put my money anywhere 
except the Chartered Bank if I get a chance. That's why I was so pumped about Duca because I was like, you know what? We're really doing the best we can given that we have, have to operate in CAD. We're not going to one of the big five charters or the legit tries you mentioned. But like, you know, that that is not a bad situation for guys like us, guys like you, guys like whoever. But now, you know, I'm looking at some of these companies in the Canadian Bitcoin space and certainly in the States, right? Strike obviously doing this as well. They're, they're trying to mimic and mirror some of the suite of services that banks offer because that's what people need. Like whether you like it or not, people need that. There's no there's no world, at least not right now, where Bitcoin is taking over for the U.S. dollar in terms of day-to-day operations, in terms of mortgages, paying for university, paying for cars, paying for these sorts of things, your bills, your hydro, all that stuff. Until that happens, let's work on things like the UI, the user experience, ease of, ease of transfer, all that kind of stuff, right? Make it easy for everyone who's not willing to jump in yet so that when everyone's here, we got that down, and then we'll work on some other stuff. But I'm, I'm personally not against the banks uh, or I'm not against uh, some of these services mirroring the suite of services offered by banks. I think they have to at some point. To grow, I see there's, there's some disagreement brewing over here. Besides, no, I, I, I'm just oh, trying to process. Frown, that. There's a big frown on your face when you're thinking. I'm trying to process. I mean, I have nothing against it or nothing for it. It just seems like it's a business opportunity. Yeah, sure. And all the more power to you I, if you. No, I'm a, like I'm just straight up against it. I I just think the banks here have just this monopoly where they get to profit, and we all get to cheer that Canada has a very stable banking system. And I I it, it, it really listen, listen what listen when our father was sending $500 to our aunt who had nothing in Croatia, $50 Western Union fee or $50 for whatever bank wire fee. Then the guys there in Croatia took $100 eagle, <laughs> illegally from her. So she got three. Our dad first had to work and save up $500. Mm-hmm. Then our aunt He had to Croatia, pay tax. So he actually had to work yeah, for more yeah, money so, than that. So then, right? And then he sends, pays $50 to the bank because there's no other way to get there. Then the guys illegally just, t- you know, when they cash out 450 they take 100 She sees them going and, you know, having lunch and spending the money. And this happened for years and years and years. So she would get, well, that's three fifty out of the five hundred that our dad earned, and I just feel that to me is a summary of the entire banking system. That's everything. We all go and take a mortgage. We may, you know, and we kind of applaud. Oh, we have great Canadian banks, but the ability for the banks to give out mortgages in a system where they create money out of thin air makes your property price a million dollars. Brutal. I, I just, I don't. I I, and, and this is where, when I have some Keynesian economists, you know, defend the system, I feel like they're defending robbery from my fellow person in the world because they can't save. Why does Len have to work another however many years until you retire to feel like you're financially secure? Like, that's kind of bullshit. How about this? Well, maybe Len had a bad gambling or other. No, but, yeah, that, but, but, ultimately, that ultimately that's what, but ultimately, that's what these economists will tell you. Well, Len, you didn't do the right things. And that's well, Len, you shouldn't save money. You you're making me feel bad, by you, the way. You shouldn't, I'm gonna sorry, walk Joey, away. you shouldn't save money. You should put your money <laughs> to work. You know, but to me, capitalism is the formation of capital. Yeah. What you do is you save money and you form capital. It makes you think long term and then you take a risk with that capital. And if interest rates are interest rates are true and not manipulated, let's say the true rate of interest right now should be like eight percent out there. Well, then me as a capitalist, I have to try to put my my savings to work to earn more than eight percent. What that does in a society is it makes me do something good. And great, because I know to earn more than 8%, I better offer Len and Joey something amazing. Otherwise, I'm not going to get more than 8% back on my money. So it's not a negative that rates are, are high. It's a positive that rates are high because it makes me 
The capitalists try to offer better clothing, better housing, better anything to you to get a better return. And for that reason, I don't hoard my Bitcoin or my good savings dollars. Yeah. I put it to productive good use. Whereas a shit system makes me go into a defensive mode right. and buy property, screw Joey because we're buying properties as investment because we're a little bit of ahead of him in the game and it fucks up Longer everything. in the tooth. Longer fucks than the tooth. Fucks up <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, two, so two things, right? One, you're in an environment now where capitalism is the you know really the c word that no one wants to hear and the other one people are more willing to say out loud and you know at dinner parties the other thing i would say is we become a country that cheers for stability stability in economies stability in banking stability in our shit and crumbling healthcare system stability is not good for anybody we need you need disruption to grow there's pain that comes with that but the, the pain of kicking this thing down the road longer and longer and longer, you're just going to amplify the destruction at the end of the line. And that's, that's what you're fear. seeing. That's what you're seeing, right? And you guys have kids. Like it's for, for I think about even someone my age, there's no way that entitlements are going to be there for me the way they're being sold to me now, right? My pension uh, is, is you know, allegedly among the strongest available to Canadians. I don't fucking buy that for a second. I look at the way that we conduct business. I look at our investment strategy. Look over at QPDC, right, in Quebec. See what they did with their pension? Yeah. 200, 200 million Celsius. write-offs on I heard Celsius. that was a good move. Yeah, and th what did they blame it on? Market conditions. We were just too early. You weren't too early. You're fucking stupid. Yeah, that's you right. You didn't do any due diligence. Condition. All you had to go on, you, you could have gone on Twitter for an hour and Google and looked up Celsius in your, in your search bar and figured out this was a, a bad idea. Instead, what you guys did was broke bread, had a glass of wine, went to dinner parties, probably got wine and dined by the Celsius uh, team and gave them 200 mil. No one's getting that 200 mil now. This is This is... I think the broader, the bigger problem for Canadian institutions, whether it's banks, pensions, whatever, all these guys are peacetime monoliths. I've said that a million times. They, they cannot succeed in an environment where everything is not going their way. And as soon as there's push coming to shove for these guys, you see what happens. COVID, we get, you know, hospitals are full. They're at capacity. What the fuck? It's, how, what do you mean they're at capacity? How much of your paycheck goes to healthcare? Okay, I, I'm driving here on the way here. It feels like I'm, I'm driving down like some kind of sub-Saharan African, uh, you know, shantytown <laughs> road. Yeah. The fucking highway's a disaster. Oh, oh, no, you can drive on a clean highway, but you got to pay extra for that. Okay, well, I'm already paying you for roads. Okay, well, what about education in the States, right? Great example. And this is going to happen in Canada, too, these stupid debt, debt jubilees. Okay, well, uh, at least your education's free. Have you seen the teachers these days? You guys have kids that just went through elementary school. How, was, how are parent-teacher interviews? You go in there, what do you see? Overweight teachers, people who can't spell, can't speak, can't do anything competently. It's a joke. The education system is failing if it hasn't failed already. Uh, you, 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 you look all around at the things you're allegedly paying for, quality services with your tax. What, what do you see? You see inequality? I would be ashamed to offer these things if it was my, under my umbrella. But here's my government and my, my peers, you know, and certainly you guys probably have the same thing, in, maybe not in your friend circle, but people you talk to once a year or something like that. Oh, you know, we had to do this because healthcare was, you know, we need oh, yeah, healthcare. Yeah. We need, we need, we hear that all the time. And people are complaining that Ford wants to like add a, a tier of healthcare for people who, listen, if you don't add that tier, you, you, we talked about this on Twitter the other day, population growth and all this stuff is going the wrong direction. We got a problem. We got a problem. There's going to be too many people for the hospitals we have now. When was the last time the GTA? Well, there's, al there's already, like, we the, clearly uh, have with, a problem. With, with the, I went by the Toronto population sign. It's like 3.7 million. When the fuck did that happen? Wow. When, is that what it says? I didn't last, even know. When was the last time they put up a hospital <laughs> in the GTA? 
Several. Yeah. When was the last time they put one, one up? They put, they, they, one in Vaughn. Massive one in Bramford. When did they build a new hospital? Within the last few years in Bramford. Come on. A, yes. A big hospital. But uh, to, yes. Joey, to yes. Joey's Oak point, we clearly have a lack of beds. We clearly have a lack of beds, to we, Joey's yes. point. It, and, and we're the, losing the battle with demographics on that in that regard. And that's not the only regard in which we are losing that battle. And demographics are your destiny, man. That's a you know touchy thing to say. I don't fucking know why. but Well, I saw a stat the other day just on the hospitals. The, the Halton ones, this was like one or two days ago, the Halton ones were at 104 capacity. They've gone down now to 100% capacity, and it's got nothing to do with, with COVID. The, in total, it was like 25 people with COVID, but most of them were in there for another reason. I sure, think it was so seven it's, people. It's normal, were actually, it's normal capacity. Yeah, like it's full and overflowing, and it's just there's nothing else going on. And you know, that's I wonder why. how many beds we've added since COVID. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, you don't have to wonder. Zero. Remember we built those, like, <laughs> remember those, like, Can you imagine it's hospitals? down? Can you like, imagine it's actually negative? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, then how much money do we spend on those temporary hospitals? No, like those a photo op. That, that we never needed. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? What else is on the sheet? I don't want to talk about that. I hate it so much. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, Eth's next one. Oh, no, no, no we just kind of talked about it. I think we have, we know their view. I was just curious on what you guys are saying. Lightning's interesting. On the ETH merge that's coming up. And not the technical part of it, just... Yeah, do you think it kind of goes through smoothly? It has to. It, yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's it gonna, will. It's They've tested go, this thing. It's going right? to go through. The question is, after that, what's the next sort of bullish mover for the Ethereum token? Yeah, did you see that Checkmate guys video where yes. it talks about how Lido and Coinbase, basically three or four exchanges are, are control enough of the validators yeah. and a uh, proof of stake system where they kind of control the system. I haven't seen the video, but I, I do know. Uh, that he broke it out that. really nicely. Yeah. What, no, what, I, Len, what's your thoughts? I just want to go back. You, you both think, and all three, I don't want to exclude you. The merge is going to go well. I think it's going to. I guess go. it'll technically. I just think it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to go well, but they're going to. I mean, they're. But, in the but then you now have a back. centralized system where it seems like four exchanges have enough validators to have a majority vote in the direction of this thing. There's going to be once they do the merge. There's going to be some downtime. There's no doubt about it. You can't have the merge and have it continuously up. You're merging two different chains together. That's, so, that's okay, the merge. So okay. So downtime and then. I, I don't know how this is going to work technically. Can it, you, if you've staked your ETH after the merge, you still can't get it out, right? The it's code hasn't here. been put in to, to remove the. Doesn't ETH. exist. Correct. They still have to put that. But that's a totally different. And they uh, said they're they're putting a queue list together. Okay, Swami. Okay. Swami so what's, what's your the prediction then for uh, the merge? I think there's going to be some downtime, and it's going to be significant downtime. Really? It's not going to. That's be what I. That's what I say to my wife after a night of drinking, and when she wants me to do housework <laughs> the next day. I think there's going to be some downtime, and there's going to be significant. It's going to be significant. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to go smooth because you're merging two different blockchains and, and i know they're doing this on a test net and whatever testing uh grounds they're doing on it but still this is still the two main chains that they have currently okay so let's say there's downtime it comes back up and it's working long long like i guess what's the selling feature for ethereum right now that you can just do some shit on it like, right now or yeah. in a month from now a month from now after it goes proof of stake hmm. It's just a lot it's cheaper. environmentally friendly. That, that'll be that'll be among them for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't have to invest as, as much money in computing power to to mine a block. Right now, you'd have to use GPUs. That's the best way to mine Ethereum. And you know, right? It costs some energy, not as much as Bitcoin, but that's the and way. you can run smart contracts on it. And you can run. But so going forward, when it's proof of stakes, you eliminate the whole mining process. It's basically done by pools of whoever gets whoever has the most 
has the highest chance of uh, running the next or mining the next block. And so for anyone listening who hasn't followed this, from my understanding, which is limited, if you stake your ETH in one of these greater pools like Lido or I guess Coinbase does some staking. And they stuff, recently there's three or four of these guys that have taken enough small retail ETH and staked it where together these guys have enough voting power to actually make an impact or some decision on the overall blockchain network that is Ethereum. That's yeah. right. Uh, someone listening to this is going to like just think I bastardized. I would love to know if ShakePay is among uh, potential validators. I don't know if they are or not, but they must have a boatload of that. No, stuff. there's no. I, don't, I have no way to, to say that they would. I mean, I, I assume they did, they don't have it. The reason why is because they would have staked ETH, and they're not in the process. They're, they may not have it on their platform, but. I, I think it's but I, it's hard to say. But now we've recreated a system. Just from my understanding, and I'd love to be able to go really deep on this, but I can't. But we've now recreated a system where there's people essentially in charge that can control things, yeah. which is what we're just trying to get away from. Yeah, that I, that I agree. As much as I'll, I'll try to play devil's advocate a little bit sometimes, you know, with, with different... I, that one I can't... I don't fully get. For know, a monetary it's, asset, it's not what I want. It, yeah, for, a just, tech, for a tech platform, maybe sure. But for yeah, but you're just recreating someone that can control the, the the rules of the money. Like it just doesn't really that that one. I just I I don't I don't get I, it. I, I must be missing something. I've looked for uh, to try to understand why that's a good thing. I haven't figured that. Like, not, I haven't been able to figure that one out. It's not. I mean, look, much the same way as we talked earlier about sort of the stability angle and people protecting what they think is you know good for them. You, you can't convince me that if you look across the top, I don't know, hundred ETH holders, for example. You're not going to see all the exchanges, some of the biggest pre-mine guys, some of the guys who've been around since 2015, 16, 17. Of course they want this because it's a license to print cash. The, the real question I have is like with all this stuff going on, where is, where is the SEC talking about this sort of you know, big change in what they're calling a kind of troubling ecosystem, the same way they talk about Bitcoin, I guess. But where are these guys in all this? They have no comment on this. They have no, they're not interested in, in talking about the direction this is going. They're not interested in, in finding out that, oh, yeah, there's basically a new, quote unquote, monetary monopoly forming at the top of this proof of stake change. It's, it's just outside their wheelhouse. Instead, they're going after tornado cash. Like, that's really where they're. It's weird, right? Does it make you think like JP Morgan and some of these bigger banks are involved? They were. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So this could be, let's make an ecosystem that we control and we play in and we can pull the strings. So do some research and you'll see that they were there to help at the onset of the pre-mine stage. JP Morgan was at that that stage. They've been around that stuff, man. So let's just get back to to what this is. You were talking about this as just more of a fiat type system and you're 100% correct. Because it's the people that are closest to the money printer are going to have the, the most to benefit. And this is another system of that. The people, there was 70% pre-mine when ETH was first developed. So the developers, they mined it, sent, sell, sold it themselves and a few other people. But that was 70% of the overall float was within them and their friends. Right. And in order to stake ETH and staking ETH and mining ETH and getting benefits from that, whoever has the most staked benefits the most. Well, now you, the people that have were there at the beginning, got free ETH or very, very cheap ETH, they're gonna, gonna benefit from this proof of stake system where they could now benefit from peop- from the mining of the proof of stake because they have the most that they could stake on there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. It's a very fiat-like. It makes sense if you're one of those people. It does. It makes sense if you're controlling it. Yeah. It does. If you, yeah. It, listen to and, but they're going to have a great story because the ESG stuff, oh environment-friendly stuff is just going to smash it's, Bitcoin. And you, and you know how that's going to look. Yeah. But listening to yeah. you talk, if you look at it as a piece of software, 
I thought you were saying piece it, of know, shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mistakes. Sorry. But if you look at it as a, as a piece of software, then that's no different than people that program software. They were the ones that stuck with it, put it in place, and they had... Yeah, but we're they, talking they about earned, a monetary they asset. They the most. Yeah. I, I but it's a monetary asset only because people are trading it for a dollar value. This that's isn't Microsoft. Right. Value on. Yeah, I think that's right. This yeah. isn't Microsoft Windows we're talking no, about. No, no, I understand. No, but the but, point is that like, if you view it this way, I, I kind of sympathize with this view. And I think... I don't well, think I'm just trying person, to yeah. understand the opposite I point. I don't think you're the only person that has this. I've thought about this too. And I, I think you're right. There's some... The problem is in the framing that these guys will give you, right? You know, they'll get on stage in a, in a unicorn onesie and tell you that this is the future of the monetary system, which, okay, if it is, we can't have proof of stake. Yeah. If you want to do contracting Yeah, they're this, selling it as money. Yeah, if you want to do other stuff on this, fuck, I don't care what you do. Go for it. You know, Agreed. To each their own. But if you're going to try and tell me that this is what I got to use going forward as money or savings. That, that I agree with. I agree with that. I'm just, I'm just trying to look at the other side of it. And yeah. The other side I agree with as well. But don't tell me this is money. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. the monetary yeah, system it. can change. Yeah. yeah. I don't want the money controlled by... by the you know the one the unicorn onesies yeah so we can't have that yeah. there can't be unicorn onesies at the top of the <laughs> sombreros are okay but sombreros yeah. means a good night of drinking that's yeah. okay you know what I mean <laughs> why did you guys start this Canadian Bitcoiners podcast what was the impetus for that I don't know I can't remember if I've asked you that like what why did my you, wife was I know you were talking that. so yeah. my wife was trying to hear me talk about yeah. it. Like no, everybody's no, same story no everyone's yeah. same story <laughs> but I know that you know you guys were kind of colleagues or our colleagues you were talking about it but then. Um, like what was beneath that? Like why did it grasp you the way it did? Bitcoin or the podcast? Bitcoin, and then so much so that you turned it into a podcast. Do you want to go first? Because well, it sounds like you have slightly different angles in the way you approach it. I'll, I'll say about the pod, Bitcoin. I love for the same reasons you guys love it. It makes sense. It's you know, quote unquote, beyond government control. Things like this. That's I think that's pretty well known for a lot of Bitcoiners. The podcast, to be honest with you, was a passion project. I never expected it to get to where it is now. Uh, the people it's a doubter. Cool. <laughs> yeah, pe the, the people, the people we've met, like you guys, among others, like a lot of a lot of people I would consider friends now. And the, you know, the thing about the growth of the show and all that is, once you start growing, all you see is opportunity after opportunity. Well, we, let's talk to this guy. Let's do this show. Let's do that. Let's do this. You know, we just started the CBP Media thing because this guy doesn't have an. I, he thinks I have all kinds of free time. You will. He, it's unbelievable. <laughs> the, so today, today for the interview, for example, okay, one of us is here half an hour early. The other guy is rolling in right as the interview scheduled to start. So you can guess who's actually fucking working, who's still got a day job, and it ain't it ain't him, okay? So hey, I'm off today. <laughs> so I'm off. Anyway, so uh, the the thing about the podcast, and you guys know this too. Look at your guest list, right? As soon as you hit one guest that you've always wanted to talk to. If you're going through a lull or you're feel, you feel like the passion is waning, fuck, that one good conversation, you're right back into it. You're two feet again. You're like, let's start sending out emails, send out DMs. we got to call this guy, talk to this guy, whatever. Let's, let's get these guys on. Let's do another show. Let's do the economic update, whatever, right? The same thing goes for, for I think, a lot of different projects. But with the podcast, man, the, the engagement on Twitter, you meet all these people who care what you have to say. They ask you for things. And then in exchange, they pay you with their time. What, what a feeling are you like are you kidding once you get to, once you start hearing that and you know see the live chat every every week go from you know when we started Three, streaming, when we started streaming at two people one of them was len's wife two people <laughs> She's like bad my wife's never been in the chat two people three people then it's 10 then it's 20 30 40 awesome. 50 awesome. and then before you know it you know you got a partner shake pays your partner and Ledin's your partner and you're talking with those guys and they got ideas and you got ideas it it everything 
rolls downhill. And you, I'm sure you guys can appreciate this as well. One of the things that I found out, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago was you got to get wins every day. If you're not getting wins every day, you're going to you're gonna start going the wrong direction. And so whether that win is hitting the gym early, new PR, or it's doing something at work, or doing an episode, or whatever, you got to get that win every day. And before you know it, it's been, you know, almost two years now. I can't think of a, a two-year period where I've been busier than I've been, certainly in the last six months, than I've, than, busier than I've ever been. But fuck, it feels good to wake up every day. You're ready to go, man. It's not, you know, I don't like talking to Len. I message him about the show because I care about the show. Right? He despises talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, you know, I don't blame you. I despise talking to myself but too. It, but, it, but don't you think? Don't you think? But it's like, better than the wall with your wife not listening. It was either the right, wall yeah. or Len. She so. actually she leaves. The <laughs> yeah. dogs. The dogs been leaving recently too. Shit. So, Len's the only person around to talk to. <laughs> the last person standing. Don't you find that though? Like you, like you, you are putting out so much stuff on the channel all the time. The video, the the shorts, the all that stuff. You you you. YouTube has been your baby. And yeah, it's been is, busy. And it's been growing. And, you know, I think about all the time you put into it. It's it's amazing. I think about some of the stuff that, you know, we've been able to do together as a result of the show. Hang out with these guys a couple of times, right? Uh, I did score a free cup of coffee today, which is Jerk. nice. Yeah. Uh, we did, you know, I made a note. I made a note. Hey, we did the shake pay <laughs> thing, right? That shake pay thing was fucking yeah. fun, yeah, yeah. man. You meet a lot of nice guys there. Everyone there is of the same mind. And it... It strengthens your resolve, man. Okay, this is this is a mission from God, as a great philosopher once said. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, easier with two people as well. You would know that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You could feed off each other's. Yeah, if yeah. one's if one's low that day and someone's feeling good, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it definitely helps. Hundred yeah. percent for sure. And so, like that stuff matters, and that that's what really grabbed me about the podcast. I, it would have been great if you and me did it and made, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month fantastic we you know we got a few good fans and we meet some people once in a while awesome but what it's turned into is is still to me like extremely extremely humbling i don't know you i'm sure you feel and we have a surprise for you oh Oh, man satoshi nakamoto has called us oh here we go he's coming on your podcast (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna break him his identity i love it we wanted to keep that a secret i can't believe it just putting that out there right now big old sad i like that yeah joey that's super cool to hear man that's really cool that is really cool. What it's, you man, it's, down there. And, and like you guys. Who do you guys want on the podcast? Who do you, who, who would be the, the person to get at this point? It's got to be Sailor, right? Sailor would be great. We're only you one. guys have to get Sailor. Sailor hasn't done their podcast I think, yet. I think we're, I think this we're. This needs to happen. I think we're close, man. I think, yeah. I think we're closer than we were two months ago, for sure. And wait till you see who we got lined up for that Bear Cave thing. Because I'll tell you. Cool. First two were heavy hitters. But I got one more heavy hitter in the tank, for sure. And then, like I was saying to you before the show, uh, Mike Green offered to make another introduction for me that's going to be dope. Those traditional finance guys, they got networks on networks on networks of people that they've known for 30 sure. years, right, in the space. And those are the guys I want to talk to as well. I mean, who, who do you guys want on, like, traditional finance-wise? You guys had Lynn Alden. She doesn't return my calls. Lynn Alden so, was amazing. Yeah. Our, our YouTube views will get, like, between 30 and 48 views. Lynn Alden <laughs> came on. We got 65,000, or I think it's over 70,000 70, views yeah, or crazy. something. I mean, and some people were in the comments were like, Lynn Alden's amazing. And the guy was kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy asking questions was okay, but Lynn was like, and you know, YouTube there were other comments ones were like, deadly. how did these guys get yeah, Lynn? Yeah, Alden? yeah. How did this? That was channel- my comment. Sorry. Oh, was it? Yeah. How did this channel get? Uh, yeah, what Lynn the heck Alden? is going on? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, Lynn, Al- YouTube comments can be deadly. People just ripping you. But Lynn Alden got so much love. Like we got so many comments, and it was all Lynn Alden's the best, yeah. and Lynn Alden's amazing. You're right, she's amazing. I really don't have any big names that were really kind of after. It's more interesting people. 
So the reason that it's exciting for us to have you guys here is because you guys have opinions and will speak your mind and speak mm. freely. It's more of those people. It's not really like a, a kind of like a, a financial status person. You, you it would guys, be, your show, your show had, you had that kid on the other day, the shoe, oh, the shoe kid. Yeah. Uh, like that's a good story. Yeah. Fiax. And that's the kind of thing w- we like to do. Yeah. The local investor. And it's only going to be applicable. CB, someone at CBC listened to that and they've reached out they to, called, to try yeah. to get, to try to get his contact wow. information. Yeah. They're going to bring <laughs> him on the morning show. Come wow. On. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Ama- that's yeah. It's a good, cause you're right. Cause it's a good story. It's right? a great so story. It's a good story. Yeah. And he's what? 20. He just turned 20, 20 or something like that. Yeah. And or I like to call us. Just give only joy's information. Yeah. 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 If I was here, I wouldn't take in the CBC call. Someone else did. I would just, Oh, CBC. Okay. We took, we took, we got a couple emails from CBC. We, ignore them yeah, yeah. i would have done the same sure. I'm, not, I'm not talking to not just them but also others too yeah, yeah. So we're not just we're, actually what is we, the point we do get a few actually i just got one uh yesterday and i just there's no point yeah i have a filter set up she yeah. goes into the len, what, uh, len what about you the podcast what what is it what itch is it scratching for you <sighs> it's just a void for me right now because i he could see how much time it's been invested but it's taken a lot of uh, time away from other things that I love to do. Uh, this past year, I've played the least amount of tennis and golf than I have done in. Len golf's every Friday, by the way. Sometimes yeah. 30, normally, but sometimes thirty-six. Oh yes, yeah, but there have been sometimes thirty-six. Yeah, we got good Man, deals. If I make oh, it, to, if I make it through nine, twelve, I can get to twelve. Yeah, twelve, I can usually get. If I make it through nine, happy, I'm, yeah. I'm good. But yeah. twelve, I, even if I'm happy at nine, I break down. Are you ch- checked out mentally I at that point? Also. Yeah. No, I, I like I, through nine. I'm, I sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is kind of fun. Like I should do this more often. And I get to 12, I'm like, give me the Wasting money. Wasting my time. I just want to go what home. Doing? Right. I so I found a way to make it all worthwhile if you go looking for balls. And it kind of, it's a little game you could do through the, oh, the whole round. Look, and I love finding balls. I actually, I prefer me. finding balls more than actually golfing these days. When I, I love for it. For me, when I, if I hit it off the fairway, I like, I kind of glance in the area. I take the card over, look around once. I come right back, drop a ball. I could care less. I'm oh, I, I love finding them. And, it, you know, and I give them away as, as soon as I get them. But that's a little thing that keeps me motivated to play. Just I want to find more balls, and if I find the color ones, I keep them for my, do my you, daughter. Do you think you've you've probably learned more about te- like the technical side of the podcast than you thought you were going to learn doing this show for sure? It was inevitable that I was going to learn this though. Yeah. Like it's not like I was, was. We weren't on YouTube when we first started. It wasn't inevitable. That was inevitable. You may not have thought so, but I it was sure. Yeah, here we go. It was going to happen. I commend you guys. Listen, I want to ask you this, before, you know, because we'll start to wrap up in a second here. There's this debt spiral thing going on, right? At 3.2% interest, I think Greg Foss was breaking it out that it'll be like, or, or James Lavish was breaking it out that it's going to be about a trillion dollars to carry $30 trillion worth of debt. It'll yep. be a trillion dollars in payments. You know, they're already running massive deficits. Canada does similar stuff. I got a climate change check. Uh, climate, what did I get? I got a climate action yeah, check. climate action refund or whatever. Yeah, I came yeah, home yeah. from vacation and there was this check. All in a Bitcoin, baby. Yeah, these are great Bitcoin purchases. And um, where do you think we're headed over the next uh, five, six years, just in Canada or globally with the economy? You guys track this stuff. What do you think happens? In whatever the, you've seen in the past little while, it just accelerated for the next. It, there's going to be no change. You think they're going to be paying off the debt? Hell no. They're going to be tacking on to the debt more than anything. There's so does the Canadian listening to this, if they don't understand Bitcoin yet, they should just be aware that their money is going to be worth less and less over the next five years? Thing, things like energy and houses just get more and more expensive. I know we're in a bit of a housing correction, but in the longer term, does shit just get more expensive in their lives? Name a period of time it hasn't. Not, no, since, I, not since 71, right? Right. And so it's all within our lifetime. So forget about thinking that not it's not mine. Gonna... Not mine. Only you guys. Mm-hmm. He's a young pup. 
No, the I'm thing, long in the tooth. We're, we all, we've all lived it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get at it, it's always going to go up, and there's no there's no uh, precedence to show that it won't. So it's just to be fair, we got, we got it because people will listen to that and be like, guys, it's not it doesn't always go up. Things are coming down right now. Look at real estate. But, you know, and you guys, you guys did say, you know, longer term, you did say that, but to be fair, I just want to clarify that sure. is, is longer, like the trend line is up and things go up and down along, like an, a along an increasing trend line. Yeah. It's like you, a yo-yo you know, walking so, so upstairs. Right. But I just mean, the reason I'm just stating that is because I can't tell you how many people will be like, oh, well, it, no, no, it just goes up. And, and you're, like, no, you're no, that's on. not what happens. If you look at it over a longer period of yeah, time, 10 yeah. years, 15 yeah, years. Yeah. It's the, the trend line of it yeah. constantly goes up and then it kind of comes up and down just along that trend line and eventually kind of you so know, keeps moving. Look at cell phones. And cell phones, smartphones have been around since, what, 2008-ish, give or take. I can't remember when the iPhone first came out. But the price of the phones, they haven't really come down over uh, time. Every year. If you get an Apple one, they've only gone up. So, but these Apple are things. Apple keeps pushing the limits. And they, they hold started. and they hold their value, too. Yep. But these are things that theoretically should go down over time through economy of scale, through sure. learning, R&D. Why isn't the price of this going down year over year? But they should. This is a true indication of what's going on in the world and in the economy. If you look at your phone every year, it goes more. It's more expensive. Same with cars. Cars is another thing. Man, used cars are so expensive. Why? Sure, sure. There's a shortage of chips, and causing some issues with creation of new cars. But still, cars. This is a consumable. So, it shouldn't be going down. It shouldn't be going up on prices. So what's so up. what's it mean for the next five years? It's going to continually go up. You think it's just going to continue? Yeah, maybe not the same pace. But it's not going to go down. We see more more social unrest. And if it goes down, there's a far, look. If things go down, there's a far bigger problem in place. That's right. And everyone has to worry about that versus the price of things going down, right? Because then the government, then with the, the amount of debt in the system, if all the prices of everything comes down, deflation starts really taking hold. Then we're then there's like real so issues going on. We've gotten into this mindset that inflation is good, and this is something that's ingrained in us. It's not. It's a fiat way of thinking that there's got to be an expansion of credit and price of goods have to go up, and this is the way things operate. Well, no. It's the way things operate because it's shoved down our throat. Yeah. Well, in this system. Yes. In the, in the system as it is today, right. for it to operate, it kind of does. In a, in a proper-based system, it, it wouldn't have to. Yeah. So, 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 Len, what kind of social unrest is ahead? Is it is it voting? Like, people, we just get a bigger divide between political parties. Is it that? Or does it get bigger, a little more aggressive? How much bigger can it get? Like, it, it's, at the it's, moment, it's pretty big it's, right now. It's yeah. chasm, right? Like, you, you're a commie on one side or a Nazi on the other, and there's almost no nuance, no in-between, right? There's The common ground is completely eroded between the two political parties. Yeah. The two, I shouldn't say the two political parties, because here, obviously, we're three parties. No, no, no. We're, only two go parties fair. have governed. Fair, fair, fair. I hear, I hear you saying uh in terms of like social unrest mm -hmm. i don't know how, how much how much are you expecting like if you think about what what you've seen in the last i don't know five years six years as far as like the split in votes for example in the states y y what you're seeing is basically 50 50 all the way down the line uh you can talk about who won the popular vote or whatever but the fact of the matter is you've had one party than the other one party than the other which used to be the the sort of intended and expected consequence of you know, good governance and that, that natural pendulum swinging back and forth. But now I think that the stakes socially are so high um, that people really attach themselves to these things in a way they hadn't before. They won't hire people of certain political orientations. They won't be friends with people of political, of certain political orientations. They won't marry people of political, uh, certain political orientations. And so what you get is further division, right? Institutional division is what you're starting to see. And it's everywhere, right? Like, I don't have any friends, really. I have, like, almost no liberal friends, like none. My wife is as far left as, I, as I've ever, like, as I encounter on a day-to-day -day basis, and she's probably center-right. And I think a lot of people are in that boat these days because 
you know, there's something to be said about that whole birds of a feather thing. You're not going to be around people who have a different view than you when, when it seems to us that the obvious right answer is right here, but they don't see it. Like, why would I waste my time? Maybe that's a problem with us. I don't know. But clearly what you're seeing is this divide deepening by the generation. Right? And they're doing that more and more, as you said, by the generation. Maybe 15, 20 years ago, we had much more centrist way of thinking. And in fact, the government... Uh, Paul, do, you, do you think? Uh, yes. I, I don't want it to get into specifics in case we get to this channel banned or whatever. But they, they were. it seemed like there was a, a drive to get toward the center from a lot of different parties. Now it's the opposite. They're trying to go as far away from the center and they're going to try to fight for that, you know, the, the 15, 20 percent in the middle that are undecided. And that's going to ultimately decide who's going to win. An I, election I only know or, I only know my adult life and I, for sure in my adult life. Yeah, it's gone the other way. It's ha yeah. the past 20 years. Yeah, the center is vacated for sure. But in the 80s, it, it went uh, more uh, opposite. Yeah. The 90s and 2000 it went more centralist. And then it, it's, it just went, went the other way since then. I think in, in Canada specifically, the, I think the, everything shifted left. I think, and maybe a new leader in the Conservative Party will change that, but I think I don't think the, the right went right. I think the left went further left. So I, I view the Liberal Party as what the NDP used to be, like how you were talking a while ago. Mm -hmm. And I look at the Conservative Party under previous leaders who have lost um, as pretty much almost what the Liberal Party was in the past. Like it's closer to the Liberal Party it was in the past than going further right. Yeah, so they're, they're like red Tories, you call them. And I, almost, I, I, yeah. I could see, but still they, they have a lot of uh, traditional... They, right. they do, but they didn't go, they didn't shift no. that way. No, they, the they left shifted has... shifted over. The, uh, the right's just been, the actual right's just kind of disappeared in the country, like a true conservative yes. party's kind of yeah. disappeared. It might come back under different or something. I, I, I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. We'll see. The pendulum, but, the pendulum swings, right? Let's yeah. find out. But when you were talking about how big the divide is, and I, and I think you said it the last few years, I just started laughing because I didn't, I never thought about this. Just think of how many divorces yeah. the Trump presidency caused. Oh, jeez. Just think about that. <laughs> I, I have, I have, I, I own a mega hat and I wore it around my house for like four days after he won. And like, I don't really care about Trump, the man. It's just funny to watch Hillary Clinton lose. Like totally. And like, I, I, agree. I really, I agree I, with I, that. I, my wife hated it. We, and my friends are buying me stuff. I have a friend actually who did uh, some time overseas for the, the British army. He, he's married to a friend of mine and he was in, what was the capital of Israel? Remind me. Jerusalem? Uh, no, it's no. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. He was in Tel Aviv uh, just as a tourist after his recent tour, and he brought me back a Donald Trump yarmulke. You know what a yarmulke is? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. No, I think wow. it's, sorry, go back. I think you're right. They're moving the, the U.S. Great. Embassy. Anyway, that, that story doesn't matter, but Trump it's great, <laughs> great souvenir. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. An all timer. <laughs> he won four years. He won six years ago now. They're still selling Trump yarmulkes in parts of the world. Just Shit. FYI. What a marketing machine! <laughs> him, is. Him I don't even, even know what him and Gene Simmons. Him and Gene Simmons have licensed I, everything. I will tell you, it's the first time that uh, friends of mine my age have thought about possibly not living in Canada for the rest of their lives, and that's changed. So I've never in my group of friends had conversations where they might not live in this country for the rest of their lives. And that, I would say, is a very new phenomenon over the last 24 months. So if I extrapolate this forward, sure. one of the things I've never encountered in, in Canada before have been Canadians born here, educated here, doing, I would say, well here. Yeah start to think i'm not sure this is the country where i will continue well to and live. we've yeah. seen a, we've seen a number and of them leave our, our, already. Some of our clients yeah are, and I, i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are just pissed off at what happened <laughs> in the past say 12 months over here i'm just uh, just my opinion because they've seen what's happened 
and what's transpired and they're just pissed off at a, a number can of the degrees. state of canada and our services be any worse at this point no like our hiring i, I can't say we have yeah, no housing i, mean, <laughs> I, I want to remain neutral i should that. say i mean to be fair compared to a lot of other countries yes it can be worse except the downward spiral it's taken in the last you know yeah. 12 24 started, 36 months has been like it's been so extreme that it's, and this it's, is where some some friends that i i will now just debate friendly debate but we'll say like we know relative you know yeah. speaking canada is good but you know what i've had enough of that because if we know that our hospital be. beds are full and our traffic's full and properties are this much and we're we're growing our population through immigration and our parents are immigration. This is not an anti-immigrant. I'm, I'm a product of Canadian immigration. So are we. That, that, uh, why are we not building more housing? So I, I don't want to give Canada a pass anymore to say, relatively speaking, it's good here. You know what? There's obvious things that need to be fixed and we're kind of shit at it. Yeah, and you're I've right. A, I've really had enough. But you don't want to sound like a loser either that doesn't doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't respect other people. Right? So. Shit, we'll end on that. That would hey be guys. a good place to wrap. Yeah. I, I just have to say guys. thank you for keeping us for the full hour. The last time you kicked us out so fast because you had bigger and better people to see than which I, I oh, wanna, did which, we? which I want to talk about after. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, yeah. I got some still bitter about after. that. Really? Very guys, angry. you know we got to wrap this. I got to go. Okay, oh. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, guys, thank you for doing what you're. Thanks for coming back. Thanks sure. for coming in person. Thanks for doing what you're doing because many people have come to us and said they just love you guys they love the way you speak i didn't know that they, they, they so you, i think you're bringing a voice to a topic that is very important and you're doing it in a passionate way and uh we're cheering you on like we just love I what you're doing. we love what you guys do too thank you for having us back we can't wait for our third appearance i'll check my email <laughs> i stream snaps to you all the time i'm yeah. not sure if you see it when i listen to your podcast on yeah. fountain i'm streaming sad yeah yeah awesome yeah cool thank you so yeah thank stream you, you are the one person streaming no I by the way yeah yeah i want to talk to you about fountain a little bit thanks guys appreciate this god bless take care Hey everyone, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And listen, if you're going to listen to these guys, you might as well do it on the Fountain app. I'm not getting paid to share this. I'm just trying to explore the new technology. And the Fountain app is built on, or is built using lightning. And the lightning network is a way we can all send sats around to each other really in, inexpensively. So if you're listening to their show and you want to support them, you can send them some sats. If you take a clip of a show, you can uh, reward the person who took that clip. Or if it was you yourself, and people like it, they can send you sats. This podcast, the Your Life, Your Terms show, is also available on the Fountain app. We're hosting it there as well. So you can check out the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast. You can find the Your Life, Your Terms show on the Fountain app, just fountain.fm. And if you want to follow these guys on Twitter, their Twitter handle is at Joey Tweets with three E's. And Len is at the BTC Price Bot. You can also find their podcast, the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast, on all the regular podcast locations. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms. <laughs>